This is Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, and you're listening to WNS. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or find us on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now, being broadcast in over 30 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear. And Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Dino Heron. I'm Tyler Abear. Cheers, love. The Calvary is here. He's back. Yes. And we welcome you to episode 328 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Man, I'll talk real fast. Uh, the podcast is on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel is at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler is at Tyler underscore Aber. There you go. So welcome to the show. Got a lot to cover this week. Uh, we're going to dive into some feedback, Raw, SmackDown, Money in the Bank predictions, hot topics, Q&A, all the good stuff and more. Money in the Bank this weekend? For it real? is. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. It's yes. It's, uh, and then next week will be our Money in the Bank review. Then the following week will be our... Uh, great balls of fire predictions so it's pay-per-view off off pay-per-view off off pay-per-view it's crazy yeah so uh so yeah so welcome to the show appreciate everyone who uh who checked out our interview with sasha banks last week really cool a lot of new listeners i believe um so how you guys doing Right. yeah do you have a good uh do you have a good weekend I'm trying to remember what I did this past weekend. You, sir, got to go see WWE Live. Oh, yeah. I was like, I had to work, then I had to do <laughs> WWE Live. What did I do? Something yeah. significant? No. Um, yeah. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, first match was a th- throw together. It was uh, three on three. It was Titus, Kurt Hawkins, and Curtis Axel hmm. versus... Um, oh, Kurt Hawkins part of the Titus brand now? No, nah, it they had nothing to do with oh, each okay. other. They just threw them together. It was Wait, a house what was show. It? What was the team again? Titus uh, Hawkins and Titus Curtis, uh, Kurt Hawkins and uh, Curtis Axel, two Kurts, um, versus Rhino, Heath Slater, and um, Kalisto. Nice. Yeah, which the faces won naturally. Yeah. Uh, what was the next match? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'm just going to say the matches. Sure. I'm, I don't know the order in my head. Uh, there was, uh, cruiserweight Neville versus Austin Aries. How was that? Um, it was all right. Mm. I am. That the parts I liked. I think I'm done with that feud. That's why I was kind of not into it. I think it. a lot of people are. But he did come out without the um, his knee taped up. Austin Aries. Yeah. Uh, he. There's a f- few moves where they worked on the knee and he was limping around, but other than that, I mean, he went back to normal. So, what's a sell? Yeah. Uh, there was a women's match, which is actually what happened on Raw was uh, <laughs> over there. It was Emma, Nia Jax. And um, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss versus you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey James, um, 
See, I always find that kind of stuff fascinating because you watch you watch the house show and then you go and watch it on Raw and they do sort of the same well, motions. Yeah, they do that. Well, <clears throat> that's where they test certain things out. Yeah. So, because when I first saw Emma, I was like, oh, Emma's back. And then on the next Raw, I was like, hey, she's back. And mm-hmm. she announced it. And I was like, okay. Um, Mickey came out. No one popped for her at all. Well, how was uh, how was attendance? Low. Low. Mm. It yeah. was in maybe uh, it was Ford Park. Uh, around the ring, yes. How much of the risers were filled? Nothing above the risers. There, there was in the it was in the risers, but it wasn't. I don't, I don't feel like there was too many people. Mm. To be honest with you, lower him. than last time because I feel like attendance was down last time too. I don't remember. It's not important. I'm yeah. just, I'm just curious. I don't remember. Um, there was Apollo. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I, I know they all. They've lately. They've been doing. Whenever they come down here, they've been doing like really odd times. Like this one was a Sunday at five o'clock bell time or something. Yeah. It was like during the day. It wasn't during the evening. So I know some of, some of that has to do with it. They. Uh, I wonder if it's has to do something with their schedule too. Yeah. Because I know they They're had Monday Louisiana. Night Raw that yeah Louisiana. in Louisiana the Lafayette. next day, so they had to get on the road and get going. But you know, it's just one of those weird things. Uh, Drifters they pick weird times for us. Sang a song, and then Apollo came out. They fought. Uh, I want to say Apollo won. There was uh, Miz came did, did out. Titus come back out with them? No, they did not do anything mm. about that. Uh, not repping his boy. Miz came out. With Maurice, and he cut a promo. And he goes, "I know it's the Miz comeback tour, and you want me to defend my title all the time, but I'm not gonna uh, uh, defend it in a podunk uh, town as uh, Beaumont and stuff like that." GP, yeah. And he goes, it's got, you know a point. What? "It's got a point, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. He goes, "Just because it's true." <laughs> and then he goes, "You know what?" And I, I didn't click at first, and he's like, "You know what? We're gonna have a, a tag match." And my partner, he's the destroyer. And I'm like, destroyer? Who the heck is the destroyer? And I didn't think, I didn't click. It was Joe. It's your boy. And he goes, Samoa Joe comes out. I was like, yeah. So it was Miz and Samoa Joe versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Was It was actually pretty good. Um, even though uh, Miz, them didn't win. Mm. Good guys won. Yeah. Um, tag team match for the title. For the titles, you know, it wasn't going to change hands. Yeah. Um, Fatal four-way tag team match players. Yeah. It was Enzo and Cass versus the club versus Cesar and Sheamus versus the Hardys. Mm. So, and as I messaged y'all, what, like, cracked me up is the deletes, man. At house shows, they're going to get away with that yeah. stuff, doing that. And, yeah, I know they sometimes on air they do like the the arm thing. You hear deletes and stuff, and mm-hmm. you, you may not see Matt say delete or whatever, but he pointed out to Cesaro, and he backed up and he goes, "You will be deleted." He said that and he started <laughs> doing the arms. Were so. the fans uh, doing the delete yeah, chant? They were. Curious as to how many of them actually know the reasoning behind it, or if they're just doing it because they watch it on Raw. Who knows. Um, and then the main event, which I didn't stay for, I left. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't care for it, and I wanted to get out early. I didn't want to stay stuck in that traffic. Uh, oh, don't tell me you, you skipped out on my boy Roman. I did. Who did you wrestle? 
Bray Wyatt. Okay, well maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can justify that. So I don't know who won that. Who was Roman. the most over? Did you at least see the entrance? Who's the most over? Like, uh, most over person on the card. Sasha. She's the most over person? Who most heat? Most heat? Miz. Cheap heat. Cheap heat. Uh the person that no one like even like cared for, or people I should say. Apollo and Drifter. Mm. What kind good. of reaction my boy Titus get? Um he was he was getting heat just because he was react he was um when he would get out of the ring he would you know get in people's faces around the ring and stuff and people were like boo and <laughs> so he was playing up his part so he did he was that. at least working yeah so I would say he was the one person out of that match who got a reaction out of the crowd how was the uh, end zone cast reaction uh it was pretty good yeah. not as big as Sasha wow so. All right. All in all, not too bad. Yeah. But cool. like I said, man, I, was, I was shocked that no one, it was like si- almost silent for Mickey. And I was like, really? Hmm. Okay. Well, new crowd, I guess. New generation of, of viewers. Um, while you were doing that, I unfortunately wasn't able to attend the WWE live show. I got to go see Metallica. Yeah. My ears were ringing two days after it. I saw some things on uh, things on Snapchat. So one of the Beastie Boys was there. Yes, Mix Smash Master Mike. He was he warmed up the crowd, and then uh, man for Mattel. Yeah, well that's weird, huh? He came up on stage and he had like his little turntables off to the side of the stage. So he he played for about thirty minutes, and then Volbeat went on stage. They performed about seven or eight songs. I don't know who that is. Then they they were actually really good. They were one of the few bands that sound just like they do live as they do on the on the album so that was really nice volbeat um then they went off stage there was about a 15 minute intermission a vengeful seven came on and they were having mic issues like the lead singer had to go back to the backstage a couple of times i don't know any of their songs yeah i'm sure if you know you do it like a youtube search you'll find at least one or two that you've at least heard somewhere um, the hail to the king. Hail. No, okay. Um, you lost. <clears throat> you had me at Mixmaster Mike. You lost, <laughs> you lost me after Mixmaster Mike. All right. So Avenged I thought Sevenfold. that was odd for him to be <laughs> at a Metallica. I thought it was weird too. Yeah, because yeah. he gets up and he goes, "Yo, what's up, everyone? I'm from the Beastie Boys, Mixmaster Mike." I was like, "Oh shit!" From the Beastie Boys. That's like, cool. That's a nice surprise. Yeah, and so uh, Avenged Sevenfold played. They played probably about. 45 minutes then they went off then Mixmaster Mike went back on oh really because they had goes back on yeah because they had like 15 minutes to kill because nobody can do it like Mixmaster man come on I got the D double O D double O style here we go again because it's been a while do me a favor don't touch that now I rock from Manhattan to the miracle my <clears throat> I want anymore. That's pretty good. Oh, I like yeah that. good job I liked it uh, and then Metallica came on, and I practically lost my hearing after that. It was. I can imagine how close were you? Oh, we were actually fairly far away, but oh. it was so loud. Where was this at? It was at NRG Stadium, where the Houston Texans play. Oh. And uh, man, they had like Volby and Avengeful Seven. They were they were okay as far as loudness. Like it was enough to where it's like, okay, I can tolerate this. Uh, then Metallica went on and 
they always enter to uh, Ecstasy of Gold, and they had a screen playing it or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's that's it's not going to be too loud. Then they started playing, and as soon as they did, it's just you know, just for like two hours of that. We got back in the car. Everything was muffled. It was crazy. Like I was listening to the radio on the drive home and I couldn't hear the low parts. I could hear the high notes of songs. I couldn't hear the low. So needless to say, it was a pretty badass concert. What? What'd you say? Yeah. It was basically if I, if I were to talk like this, Miss mix master Mike, did he have any merch? No, you didn't even know he was going to be there. I didn't know he was going to be there. So it was a pleasant surprise. So got to see four acts in that concert. So we definitely got our money's worth. Um, had an awesome, awesome time. You didn't get your money's worth. You didn't pay I didn't for have it. to pay. The only thing I paid for was for parking, uh, the drinks, and uh, and a t-shirt. Which that was still quite a bit, but you know, we had an awesome time. Um, so yeah. Doug, how you been? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A little busy, but I'm fun. Good. Um, let's dive into some feedback. The first bit of feedback we have is from Zane saying the interview was awesome. She's so inspiring. So thank you, Zane, for for listening and for uh, giving us your feedback on it. Yeah, um, the, the interview, like I said to you, you were super pumped. You could I tell. was. You could tell. I was excited. Uh, and it's always weird because you know that they're on a limited time. And that there is a WWE official listening in on the, on the conversation. So you kind of have to be careful with your words. So. But I was excited. Uh, anyways, next bit of feedback we have is from Pratesh. Pratesh? Uh, whatever. I'm sorry. Doug said it right. However, Doug said it. I say Pratesh. There you go. So that's, how the, that's the correct way to say it. Um, I mean, like, I feel like we're making a thing about it when we should be making a thing. It's, it's probably more of a thing that we're making about it. I just don't want to be wrong and, know, and be that asshole who can't even say someone's name right. Nah, I think I feel like Pratesh is cool about it. Like, Cool. I hope so. I feel like we're we're making it worse by like making it <laughs> <a big dollar. laughs> We're putting more focus on it yeah. than we should. Um, but as long as the comments keep coming, then, then we appreciate it. Um, Pratesh says, predictions update from Extreme Rules. Daniel with four correct predictions. Sasha and Swan, Neville, uh, Sejaro, and Bliss. Tyler also with four correct predictions. Fuck, Pratesh, where were you at last year to keep track of all this shit, my dude? Uh, no kidding. We <laughs> yeah. had to do all that last year, and that was a nightmare. Uh, for Money in the Bank, I'm going with Lana, Usos, Gender, Corbin, and Becky. Uh, how awesome would it be if Asuka debuted to be the sixth woman in the Money in the Bank match? You never know. Also, I really hope we get to see Rusev soon. Machka. So, thank you for the feedback. Um, yeah, I'm ready for Rusev, too. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be seeing Asuka, but it would be pretty pretty cool to see. Ashka? Um but yeah, thank you, Pratesh, for the uh, for the feedback. Uh, don't worry, Micah, we're going to be getting to your stuff in the uh, Q and A portion of the show a little bit later on. So, uh, so thank you for that. Uh, but let's talk about Raw. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to catch Raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or for the any- most part, I didn't see anything except for I made a point to go back and see the the Joe Brock thing because I heard about it but that's all I really had time but I just wanted to make sure like, I saw that that's all you really needed to see I I will say off the bat to me that that shit's hot yeah T- 
to me, that's that's how I feel about it. I that, really do. I enjoy the heck out of that. Honestly, that was the only thing on Raw really worth watching. Uh, I found myself rolling my eyes through so much of Raw. I was so disinterested <laughs> in many things. I, I on watched there. it, and then because uh, my wife was in the other room, I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, after they did the the replay, I was like, "I hope they show it again because I want to show her." Mm-hmm. And that's when they didn't put on YouTube yet and stuff. I was like, "Come on, show it again, show it again." <laughs> I want to show her. This thing was awesome. Mm-hmm. Did she think it was awesome? Um, yeah. She did. Well, or, well, I don't know. I say that. But she just watched it. Yeah. So, yeah, she thought it was awesome. Okay. She didn't comment on it, though. She didn't say it was bad, so therefore, it's got to yeah. be good, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Doug, what did you think about this Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe brawl? Uh, I mean, I thought it was cool. Um, it's, it's a good sign to me that it seemed like they're taking the Joe thing seriously. And... They were giving him something to make him feel important and make him feel like he's on the same level like with Brock. But I think it it probably would have felt a lot more impactful if they had brought him in as a as a player instead of as a goon for Triple H mm-hmm. to just like sidetrack Seth Rollins for a little bit. If they brought him in as a guy who's there to like you know do his own shit and like be a big deal on his own. Like I, th- I feel like then when we get to this point right here, it would feel more impactful. Yeah. But uh, I mean, for someone they're obviously just trying to heat up for like one show, I thought they did as good of a job as you could possibly do. I didn't know what to expect at first because I'm like, okay, so they're gonna put their hands on each other. Well, then- I, mean, I thought it was cool that, that he didn't show any ass. Like he was just like got in the ring and like. They- and it's also cool that it's like. I know it's not the match yet, but Lesnar didn't dominate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's what I was talking about last week. That's why I'm afraid in the match that Lesnar's just going to dominate and Joe's not going to get too much in. Yeah. Well, they, had, they had to make you feel like he do, he is on like the same level. Oh, not that he's on the same level, but he's in the, the general vicinity of Lesnar. He's the most to, credible threat. Yeah, they had, to, they had to lend him a lot of credibility because... While he hasn't, they haven't done anything to necessarily discredit him. They haven't done anything to make him feel like this is a spot he should be in. Yeah. And they had to do something to make it feel like that. And I felt like they did as good a job as possible. It could have felt even bigger, I think, if he had been brought in like as a hot commodity, but he was just sort of brought in as a goon yeah, and true. to yeah. sidetrack Seth Rollins. But if they play all this right, and like, like the thing, I mean, I knew, like you know how the 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 Kurt Angle Joe thing in TNA felt so big is because Joe was like undefeated. He fucking wrecked everybody's house and everybody's shit for like a year, and then Angle comes in as like the hot new guy, and he hasn't done shit yet. That's why that felt so big is because yeah. Angle was hot coming in, and Joe was uber protected. He didn't get any more protected than Joe had been. He had like they had done the thing where he had like cleared out the fucking X division and beat everyone and he was like undefeated for like a year or something like that. And that's mm-hmm. why I was so big. Like I a big, remember that was bananas. Yeah. yeah. It's like the best thing TNA's ever fucking done. <laughs> that, that and, and Jay Lethal Hardys. talking to Ric Flair. And the Hardys. And the Hardys. Uh, but um, that's another thing. Um, But no, I, I totally enjoyed it. Uh, Man, that's all. That's the only thing I can think about because it just it it just surprised me. Just because I'm like anyone, I know. Okay, the Goldberg thing is a it's a different situation, 
but like anyone you put up with Brock, Brock's gonna freaking dominate. You know what I mean? So maybe this Except is maybe also Braun, huh? Braun or Roman? I mean the the Wyatt's dominating, but that wasn't a match. Mm. But um, I mean. Roman did a lot of selling for Brock, and that's just the style yeah. he works anyway. But so he did too. I mean, so I'm I'm interested. I don't, I want to see what they're going uh, these next few weeks leading up to Great Balls of the Fire, and I want to <laughs> see what they're going to do with the pay per view. I mean, I I have like a big feeling that Joe's going to lose, but like if they can just make yeah, him dude, look, he's not winning. Yeah, if they can make him look good in this match too, that'll be freaking awesome. You know, him coming out like like Paul Heyman said last week. You know, even if Brock wins, you're going to take a piece of him with you, you know, in that term, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the sad thing about it is that they're so short-sighted with how they protect people or how they book people is that this could have felt like a bigger deal, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have been that hard because Joe isn't really in a position where he had to actually, like, lose to anybody uh, at this point, really. And so... Instead of like, oh, we need a guy. Let's do something big to heat him up. And then they're going to, after it's over with, they're going to just, just discard it like it was nothing. Yeah. And so like, like if you don't like, if you don't like short sighted, like, okay, what are we going to do this month? All right. We got to heat somebody up for this month to make them feel like a big deal. If you just have someone on a fucking simmer and then when you need them, you plug them in, it feels like a bigger deal than like, because a lot of people's reservations about getting excited about this is like, well, he hasn't meant anything up until this point, really, and he's not going to mean anything after, really. So it's like, yes, this was a cool like thing that they did, but it's like hard to get to sustain like the enthusiasm when it's like, well, it wasn't here before. It's probably not going to be here after. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and good point. It's like, I feel that way. I'm excited that it happened, but I'm like, I'm nervous for the future. So, I mean, he doesn't have to win, but yeah, yeah, I know. He, but they could keep him on a simmer, and then it would be fine. Mm-hmm. But, I'm uh, just, I'm, I'm just hoping that he does end up looking really good for the matchup. That being Joe, um, I'm curious what they're gonna give Joe. I mean, like, how much, how, what, like, like what Lesnar was gonna give up in the match to make it seem like I'm, I'm interested how they work it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because I know, well, I mean, you can't trust, there's websites you can't trust, but the rumor is that they want to do uh, programs with a lot of people with Brock. Yeah. Finn, you know, Braun. Well, yeah, well, there's like built-in stories for Roman, for Finn, for Seth. There's like built-in stories for all those people. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just feel kind of I feel kind of bummed because the crowd was so hot for this. The internet is so hot for this, and it's just gonna. Odds are, it's gonna be a, a one off. Yeah. Like it's just gonna be the pay per view, and then that's gonna be over with. Was didn't you say or someone said that uh, Jr. wants to call that match or whatever? Oh, I never saw Joe that. versus Brock. I wouldn't be surprised. But um, yeah, I mean that was really the only good thing about about raw this week i didn't really i wasn't really entertained that much by the rest of it um elias sampson defeated dean ambrose after a distraction from miz there was another gold dust segment uh another r-truth segment and it's like okay you guys are talking back and forth back and forth yet neither willing neither are willing to actually fight um i'm sure they'll probably have a blow-off match at great balls of fire or whatever 
Um, <clears throat> I found it interesting. Did you see they're actually using the, the song for the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of yeah. Fire. Um, yeah, there was a there was a post on WrestlingNewsSource.com about Jerry Lawler talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they were like, hey, we're coming up with this new pay-per-view and um, someone reached out to him and they were like, oh, I'm Jerry Lee Lewis's attorney. We own the rights to that phrase, that song. You can't use it. And uh, so he got them in contact with the WWE and they ended up working out a deal. Who, King? Yeah. Like through Jerry the King Lawler, that was able to occur. So they got the rights to use the song and, and name the, the pay-per-view that. Wow. Yeah. Um, but one of the interesting things about the uh, Elias Samson and Dean Ambrose match is that Miz uh, caused a distraction, which cost Dean Ambrose the match. Backstage, Kurt Angle comes up and says, what the hell are you doing? You can't, you can't be doing stuff like that. And then in that exact same segment, turns around and says, you know, I can't solve all your problems for you. If you've got a problem with Ambrose, you need to take it up with him. So it's like, that's exactly what he was doing when he got involved in the match. He was taking up his issue with Ambrose. Anyways, that was just my little two cents on it. Um, Cedric Alexander defeats Noam Dar while Alicia Fox is on FaceTime. Oh, uh, that was pretty annoying. That was the whole match. Uh, All 10 yeah, seconds of the match. FaceTime with the phone, and it was also connected to the speaker system. Yeah. So uh, she was talking during the whole match. All 10 seconds of it. And the 45 seconds leading up to it. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, it took them a while to get to the ring. I feel bad for the for the crew. Yeah. Like the ring crew, because like they, they have they to have get to... up, they have to put the rope tape on and get out in time for the segment to occur. The whole thing lasts 45 seconds, then they have to get up, go red again, and then later on the night, they have to go purple. You have for, to realize that was thing. a bad idea, the way it went. Like, whoops, we made a mistake. I mean, it's just stupid. What's the point of doing that? Whatever. So, 10-second match. Uh, there was Bray Wyatt doing what he does, talking about things, and how he's God or whatever. Seth Rollins comes out. Whatever. Um, I don't know if you have it on there. I didn't see it, but uh, they announced next week Roman Reigns is going to be making a big announcement. Big announcement was his plan for the the pay per view. Oh, it's it's either I want the winner of Brock and Samoa Joe, or I want to fight John Cena at yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, that that whole uh, free agent John Cena thing. Yeah. Which I guess we can we can talk about a little bit because John Cena is being advertised to return on the fourth of July to SmackDown, but they're saying he's a free agent. So I guess the question is: Is he going to be able to go to Raw and SmackDown, and as a way to try and help boost the ratings? Because the ratings have gone down and they are staying down uh, as of late, and you know a lot of people are worried. Some people aren't. I just I'm not. I don't know. Doug, what are your thoughts on on the ratings continuously dropping week after week after week? Any thoughts? Not really. I mean, I haven't seen I haven't <laughs> seen the past two. You're weeks part more. of the problem. No. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just I don't know. It's they're they're lacking something, whether it be compelling stories or compelling characters. 
and people just aren't tuning in. I mean, they're doing Both? stupid, yeah, and they're doing stupid stuff like putting Alicia Fox on FaceTime and having her voice be echoed through the entire arena during the match. I mean, who's coming up with this stuff? You. Not me. I don't. I didn't see it, so I'm not going to comment. But you. I, I yeah. believe you. Um. Then we got to see uh, Apollo Cruz. Uh, defeat Kalisto, Akira Tozawa's ringside. Oh, and, that was pretty funny. Though. I'm fucking all in for. I didn't see this, <laughs> but I did see that like the WWE.com video with Titus talking <laughs> to Tozawa and and um, Apollo, and I'm all in for Titus Bray with Tozawa. It and Apollo was Cruz. pretty funny at the end of the match because Titus goes up. Okay, oh well, first of all, uh, Tozawa was in the audience front row. He picks Tozawa out of the audience. He picks him up. Like a child. Him, yeah, like a child. Then he throws him in the ring. And then... Like a child. Th- yeah, like a child. And he gets in there, they're like celebrating. And like, like a Apollo child. and Titus, they grab his hand. They're like thrown up in the air like they won and stuff. And Tozawa doesn't know what's going on. They're like shaking his hand and stuff. And he's looking all confused. And like they're just like throwing him around. Not like, you know, like they're about like to Like a child. Like, yeah, like a little child and stuff. And he doesn't know what's going on. They're all, all celebrating. But Tozawa was like, what the fuck's going on? It was, <laughs> it was quite funny. Then they took the picture. But no, he got into it though. At the end, Tozawa looked like he was kind of like, uh, what? They're like they're like best friends in like real life, and so like I'm all <laughs> about like Titus managing those guys. I think that'd be cool. I would enjoy it. I don't know, like, I'm not trying to sound like a like a like a douchey person right now, but I, I don't know how much of our audience like watches. Or cares about like Dragon Gate in Japan, but I would like right. You can probably find it on YouTube, or you can probably find it on um. What's the other? Uh, is it what's the other one that's supposed to be? Vimeo. You, you can probably oh. find it on like Vimeo or YouTube or something. Yeah. But look up if you haven't ever seen like when Apollo's leaving Dragon Gate. And it's sort of like customary when they're sending a guy off where they bring out like all the guys and they all do his speeches. And a lot of it's in Japanese. You don't understand, but you get a lot of the emotion. But there is like this, the most emotional like goodbye between Tozawa and Apollo Crews whenever he's sending him off to like, uh, it's, it's when he signed and it's just like, it will give you all the fucking feelings in the world. Like go, go look for that. It's, uh, it's actually amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like the best. Gives you the feels. It does. That's cute. Um, after that, Miz was backstage trying to recruit Heath Slater to be his tag team partner for later on that night. And uh, Rhino was enjoying his cheese and crackers. Yep. But then he said, well, hang on. Slater's already got a partner. And Slater was like, yeah, and if I were to join you, I would sure like a Intercontinental Championship match. And... Uh, Anyways, Rhino ends up chasing him off by stuffing his mouth with cheese and crackers. Yeah. Um, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Mickey James, Dana Brooke, Emma, Sasha Banks all talk before their matchup. The good girls win. Bad girls lose. Yep. Nothing really from the match. They had a very awkward backstage pre-taped interview with Bailey. Um... Where Corey Graves is basically saying, look, you're in this business. You got to hurt people. And she's like, well, I'm not trying to put bruises on anybody. I'm not trying to ruin their careers. 
but I'm just trying to be me and do my own thing. And can I give you a hug? Tiny lasagna. Oh, shit. Tiny people, too. But this, it didn't work for me. I don't think it's going to work for Bailey. And I don't know what they're going to do with Bailey because it's not going well. I don't know. Yeah. She needs to figure. I don't know. Um, then we got to see Heath Slater and Rhino go up against Miz and the Bear. The Bear. No relation to our very own Tyler. Don't call me a Barry Bear. Um, but I did find it funny that they were using bear puns. Bear which, puns. Which is something that we've been known to use in the past. Five years in the past, to be more precise. Yeah. So we were five years ahead of the WWE in this aspect. Huh. Uh, turned out the Miz tried to unmask the bear. It turned out to be another guy. And then, oh shit, Dean Ambrose is the bear now. And I'm going to attack you. And Heath Slater's going to get the win. And now you're going to wear the bear head. Bearhead. Bearhead. Uh, I didn't even see this part. Neville attacked Rich Swan uh, before the match even Rich started. Rich Swan. <laughs> uh, Big Cass got attacked again. Enzo was like, "Dude, you, we got a match, and let me find another partner." He's like, "No, I'm good, man. I'm good." Oh, I don't know if you noticed this, but the, the revival were back. Yeah, they were in the Brock Lesnar. Uh, oh yeah. Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe segment because they mm-hmm. held uh, Joe back. Yes, both of them. Yeah, as did Heath Slater. Um, I'm just going to interrupt right here to say this because I don't have any input for the rest of the show. But I will just say for if anyone's actually curious about what, like what I was just talking about, <laughs> if you Google Uha Nation graduation, it's like the very first link. It's on Daily Motion. So Uha Nation graduation. Go find it for the nation swear, of domination. It's like 30 minutes, but I swear to God, it's totally worth your time. Will it make you cry? Yes. It, it probably would make you cry if you if you're if you don't have like a a cold dead heart. It might make you cry. <laughs> so cry or you have a cold dead heart. Cool dead heart. Cold. Cold. Um, Gallows and Anderson end up defeating Enzo and Cass. Big Show comes down to make the save. He hugs Enzo and Big Cass gets all jealous. He's like, "Why are you hugging my friend? That's my friend." I'm going to beat you up. Do you smell a breakup? Yes. And they're doing it in the most juvenile way available. So, we're going to have big cats. Or we're going to have big show. Spell soft. And Cass is not going to like it. So, he's like, you know what? Only I can be your friend. I'm out of here. Now you as have zero friends. As long as, uh, I guess, big show can spell. He's not like the Brock Lesnar guy. He can't spell soft. He can spell soft. S A W T. Yeah. <laughs> we got to see the R Truth segment. We got to see Seamus and Cesaro go up against the Hardy Boys in a two out of three falls match. It goes as you would expect. Got to go to the third fall. What'd you? How'd you feel when they like they showed like the clips of the Hardys talking? They would say the stuff with Nero and. Um, at first, and I'm like, "What the heck?" That's why I was waiting for the end of Raw so I could see. Like, yeah, I mean, it it intrigued me, and then I actually watched that episode of Bring It to the Table, and the interview was like a minute and a half long, mm-hmm. and they're like, "For the full interview, go to WWE Network," and I'm like, "I'm on the fucking network. Show me the damn interview." No. Anywho, the matchup. Two out of three falls ends in a tie, 
after a count out in the third bout. Which is weird, but all right. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for Raw. Pretty poor, in my opinion. The selling selling point was at the very beginning. You could watch that and been done with it. Three count bout, baby. That's right. What? I don't know. I don't know. I just <laughs> said that. Um, after that, we go into SmackDown, where surprise, surprise, we have talking segments that lead into a tag match. New Day, Usos, the Fashion Police, oh shit, and the, uh, the New Day's New what? Day have returned this week or last week? Last week. Okay, they make a big deal about it. Uh, they pretty much challenged the Usos and okay, okay. Were granted it and all that. So, uh, so they're going to be facing the Usos. Is Kofi good to go? Uh, goes. Yes, actually he is. He uh, he wrestled his first match on SmackDown, first televised match at least, uh, this week. Because uh, it was him and Xavier Woods teaming up with uh, Brizongo to go up against the Colognes and the Usos, where Brizongo and the New Day get the win. So, um, then we got to see a backstage segment with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. They were talking about their upcoming six-man tag match and uh, this one, this part was actually kind of humorous because Styles is warning Nakamura about Sami Zayn. He's like, "Oh, look, he's he's once he gets going, he's really excitable, and he's he's gonna talk your head off." And then Sami Zayn's like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" And they're like, "Oh, great. How are you?" And he's like, "Good. So you all ready for the match tonight? You got a game plan?" And they're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay then." And Styles is like, "Wait, is that it? That's that's all you're gonna say?" And he's like. Well, yeah, I mean, I figured, you know, the three of us were really talented guys and we can handle all our own business. But, uh, you know, if, if something were to happen, then maybe we could do it. And he starts getting into it, going into it and right. uh, talking their heads off. So at least that was kind of humorous. Um, then they go into another backstage segment with Mojo Raleigh talking about how he was given an opportunity. And unfortunately, he came up a little short, but he's going to use that as motivation. Zack Ryder puts his hand on his shoulder. Hey, bro, I'm back. Uh, well, I think we've got some unfinished business, and they're like, hell yeah. So, Zack Ryder has returned. Um, Mojo's going to turn on Zack. Yeah. Or Zack's going to turn on Mojo. Who knows? Um, did you get to watch SmackDown last week? No? Okay, so uh, Lana has debuted, finally. Uh, she came out wearing a long blue evening gown dress thing. She didn't thing. do anything that's in her video. No, she didn't. She didn't dance at all. Um, Fine with that. Yeah. She came out. I don't need a bunch of dancing. <laughs> she came out. Um, basically, last week, she came out and, and told Shane, hey, I want to be entered in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And all of the girls laughed at her and was like, you haven't done anything to to earn that spot or prove that you belong here. And Lana looked at Naomi and she was like, I could beat you. And she's like, don't even you know get me started. Uh, but then Lana got involved in Naomi's match later on, cost her the match. Then Naomi approached Shane McMahon and says, I don't care what it takes. I want to have a match with Lana. I'll even put my title up on the line. And so he said, okay, you got it. Money in the bank. You're facing Lana for the women's championship. And so that's what we have for that. Has she worked it? No. Okay. And so that's that's one of the big selling points is like, oh, you know, you can you can go back on the WWE Network and you can watch tape of, of all your competitors and learn things. We don't know anything about Lana. So it'll be uh, an interesting story to tell. Sure. But uh, Naomi went up against Tamina. She ends up getting the victory. And then shortly thereafter, Lana attacked and delivered some sort of sort of a spine buster uh, to Naomi. So we'll have to see how it 
plays into Money in the Bank. Um, after that, we got the face-to-face interaction between Jinder and Mahal and Randy Orton. Jinder Mahal comes out, cuts a promo, uh, talks to his people in his language, cuts a promo. Uh, Randy Orton's music cues up. Um, he sends the Singh brothers to the ramp as a uh, wall of defense. And then from out of nowhere, Randy Orton delivers an RKO. And uh, on Talking Smack, Jinder basically came out and said, he's a coward who attacked me from behind. I was under the understanding that this was going to be a face-to-face. He's not even a man. He couldn't face me man-to-man. Word. And True. Uh, I'm going to embarrass him in front of his father, his family, and his hometown. So I'm going to RKO his kid. That's right. So we'll see what happens at Money in the Bank. Uh, Charlotte goes up against Natalia. Fairly good matchup. Charlotte gets the win. Um, we saw Fashion Files again. This time, they're doing the exact same thing that's happening on Raw with Big Cass and Enzo, a mystery attacker. So, someone attacked Breeze, and they got to find out who. Um, Is this supposed to be the same angle? I don't know if it's supposed to be, but it sure is looking like it. Big Cass got attacked on Raw? Yes. Like for, it, for two it, weeks, Enzo got attacked, and then the past two weeks, uh, Cass got attacked. Okay. So they're trying to show that it's that it wasn't Big Cass, um, because he was the one who ended up getting attacked. So is it a misdirect, or is it not going to be him? I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking what they're doing is because wasn't the talk that it was going to be his heel turn on Enzo? They're still probably going to do that. Uh, but they're they're having uh, as you stepped out for for uh, your drink. Uh, they've been having interactions with Big Show. Like Big Show's been coming to the aid, and apparently Big Cass is like, "Dude, what are you doing? Is is that your new best friend now? Is he is he the guy you want to hang out with? Is that the guy you want to spell soft with?" <laughs> that's not exactly what it, what he said, but that's what's been happening. Oh, and so like even on Raw. Uh, you know, Big Show came to make the save, gave Enzo a you know pat on the back, hug kind of thing, and they like zoomed in on Big Cass. She's like, "My best friend is hugging another. How could this be?" You know, like it's so bad. Not a good look. No, it's not. And so that's gonna that's probably what's gonna lead to the the heel turn, the jealous friend. He found a new best friend, and Je- jealous baby faces just seems real dumb. It and it's that's why I'm saying like Raw was nothing uh, without the uh, without the big brawl because there was crap like this. Um, but uh, on a side note, for the fashion files, I did chuckle a bit because they've been having their billboards and they've been having different superstars on there, like they're trying to do investigations. One of them had a picture of Sami Zayn this week, and underneath it just said generic. Oh wow! So I was like, that's a nice little touch. Um, then they had the uh, the main event: Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn going up against Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, and Baron Corbin. Good guys win. A brawl ensues. Uh, they all use the ladders, and uh, Nakamura ends up grabbing the briefcase. He wins money in the bank. He wins just like that. The crowd sure was reacting like he did. Apparently, they don't understand that it's not the match yet. So he won a, a briefcase. He won a briefcase, and he's going to have to return that briefcase and. Try and do it again on Sunday, on Father's Day. So, I don't know if I'll be able to watch that one live. Um, so, yeah. So, that did it for SmackDown. 
And that brings us into our Money in the Bank predictions because we got to hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, Lazy. Let's do that again. You got to clap too. Oh, I didn't clap. We got to hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. Thank you. Not dicks. Stop saying dicks. Anywho. Money in the Bank taking place this Sunday on the I just WWE didn't want Network. Listeners to have an inferior product this week. Yeah, I'm sorry. Come on, God. Put half step in, neighbor. Half ass. Anyway, half ass dicks. Half ass dicks. That's right. Uh, Money in the Bank. So far, there's only five matches announced, and uh, should be pretty interesting. Uh, the first matchup we'll talk about: Naomi versus Lana, SmackDown Women's Championship. Again, we haven't seen anything from Lana. Naomi being the Wild defending card. champion. Could be the wild card. So uh, Tyler, we'll kick things off with you. Who are you gonna who are you gonna pick? Naomi. Naomi. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna go with Naomi as well. Uh, just I thought because you were gonna say Lana. No, I think that they'll the the fans will be surprised by what Lana has done because I know she's put in a lot of work at the performance center. She's done a few matches at NXT. She did work. She did work, and that's all you can ask. Uh, but I don't think like she. I don't feel like she's going to win. I think Naomi's going to win, and that's also going to play into my Money in the Bank prediction. So if I get this wrong, then I'm probably going to get the Money in the Bank wrong as well. But I'm picking Naomi. How about you, Doug? Lana. Lana. All right. Wild card, bitches. Uh, and that takes us into the first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match: Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella. Uh, someone's making history here. And uh, it's up to us to decide who we think it's going to be. Tyler, what are you going with? Carmella. Carmella? Any particular reason behind that? Nope. How about you, Doug? Charlotte. Charlotte? All right. I'm going to go with Carmella. Don't ask me for anything. I have no context. Don't ask me for any reasoning. I'm just picking. No, that's fine. I'm going to go. You know what? I do. This is the one I could actually have some reasoning behind. So let me just say this a little bit. Okay. If it's a big history-making duel, you know, they, it feels like that's something they would love to give to Charlotte. So I'm going to go to Charlotte. Okay. I'm with Bear. I'm going Carmella. Because I feel like they want her to be a sort of a credible, credible you know, Do they? talent. Do they? Yeah, maybe. But I feel like that would be the only way that she's going to win the championship. Whether it be a paper champion Does or she not. she need to? She doesn't need to, but, you know. Anyways, I'm going to pick Carmella. I think she's going to get the cheap win. Her and, it's uh, not a participation award. It's not Not everybody needs to touch it. No. But I feel like she's going to get it, and that will be the way that Naomi loses the championship. Um, okay. That's just my thoughts. Um, James Ellsworth and her will have a celebration on Raw or on SmackDown the following week, whatever. Whenever it finally happens, what is one dumb bump that they're gonna make Ellsworth take? What do you think? Oh God, um, hmm. something probably off the top turnbuckle through a ladder on the side. I can see it, and I bet Becky Lynch is gonna be the one that delivers it. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So two for Carmella, one for Charlotte. Uh, up next is the Usos versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Your Championships. Is not H. This is G. Not. Uh, I'm gonna go gross. I'm gonna say the Usos uh, retain here. How about you, Tyler? 
Yeah. Uggos. Uggos. Mm-hmm. How about you, Doug? Uh, he says... Okay. Um, let's see. That'll take us into the uh, the next Money in the Bank ladder match. Excuse me. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I'm actually kind of torn on this one. I'm not exactly sure. Let me guess. Shinsuke Nakamura. I've got it down to two. Baron Corbin. Yes. Those are my two. So, um... I don't know, Doug. We'll start with you. While I while I ponder and think, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Interesting. How well, about, I don't know. I've <laughs> I've been watching the show. I don't know. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? Uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Oh. It feels like everybody might, that you would want to do something with in that mix you could do without needing the money in the bank. Yeah. Except for Dolph Ziggler, but who really cares about Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> uh, no one with any taste. I don't think Owens <laughs> needs it. I don't think Styles needs it. I don't think Shinsuke needs it. Uh, I, I I feel like I have to go with Baron Corbin. Corbin Baron. Yeah, that's that's just my take. Is it? Uh, it is, and that brings us into the WWE Championship match: Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. Gender baby. Gender baby. Gender? All right. How about you, Tyler? Maharaja. Maharaja? Yeah. I'm going to go with gender as well. Uh, I feel like if we see Rusev at this pay-per-view, this would be the time to do it. I know I said that for the last pay-per-view, which would you gain gender. for the next pay-per-view. I might if, if he hasn't debuted or re-debuted by then. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Jinder Mahal to win because I think they're wanting him to have a lengthy run and, you know, What's Orton going to do with that title? What is he going to do with that title? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, it's going to be much cooler when he loses in t- in front of his hometown fans. Yeah. It's going to be a much better reaction. Yeah. So uh, so those are our picks. Let us know in the comment section. It's like um, the one time it makes sense to beat someone in their hometown. And yeah. They're gonna do it. Watch <laughs> him not fucking do yeah. it. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, then Baron Corbin cashes in and we have a new champion. Oh, my God. Um so yeah, let us know in the comments section your picks and if you think we're right or wrong. But I do have to say, as far as we go, those were some great picks. Those, those were some, some great, great picks. picks. Those, those were some great picks. picks. Stop saying dicks. Uh, little bits. Little dicks. Anyways, uh, going to hot topic news. Um, Johnny Mundo and his girlfriend, also a co-partner on Lucha Underground, Taya, Taya, however you say it, uh, they're engaged. I didn't even know they were dating. Congrats. Yeah. I'll congrats to them. Later on and tell them congrats. Yeah. Send out a tweet. So there you go. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum, uh, Bray Wyatt and his wife are apparently filing for divorce. Ooh. His wife is claiming that he had an affair with JoJo, the announcer. Hmm. So that's not good if that's the case. Uh, I know they have two kids together. So. Damn. Yep, sad to see that happen. Uh, going into the May Young Classic, they have released some of the competitors. I don't know if this is some or all, but uh, there, there's I believe like 17 listed so far. Bianca Blair, uh, Lacey Evans, uh, Tanera Mello. I forgive me if I'm saying some of these wrong. Sarah Logan, Kimber Lee, Julia Ho, Victoria Gonzalez, 
Mary Kate, Danielle Camella. Is Ashley in there? Oh, I knew that was coming. Um, Zal, Mary Kate and Ashley, the Olsen uh, twins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mary Kate and Ashley. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, I don't even know how to say that one. Zal Sia. Mm-hmm. It's probably butchering it. Uh, Nixon Noel, Evie, Demi Bennett, uh, Kyrie Hojo, and uh, Thea Trinidad from TNA. They've signed. They're signing her. I don't. I don't remember her. Um, I forgot what she was known as, but uh, she's going to be in there. Mia Jade Yim. I'm wondering if that's an impact star as well. Jade, yeah. Uh, and Marty Bell. So those are the uh, competitors so far for the May Young Classic. Marty Bell was part TNA. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for those and possible other names. But now it's time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. A uh, question coming to us from Micah saying, uh, and this isn't like a best to worst or anything. This is just our personal preference. Choose five wrestlers. Um, tag teams count individually. Example, New Day counts as three people. Choose five wrestlers to hang out with and have a night out on the town. And why those five wrestlers? It can be from any brand or company you would like. Uh, for Micah, the first choice would be Trent Seven. Uh, his British charm is so infectious. Seems like a stand-up guy, as well as seems like a dude who'd want to have who would have your back if crap goes down. Second would be Ember Moon. Out of all the women off the top of my head, she comes as the woman uh, who'd be real. I'm guessing that's what it said. As it cuts off at R E A. Uh, third, Sami Zayn, just a great dude. Feel like you'd have a story for every situation. Uh, place that we're at fourth and fifth the club anderson and gallows the good brothers uh they'd be a hoot i've lived uh, i've changed this list like six times so i'm just staying true to who i choose okada was there at one point so was candace LeRae. chris jericho was an option much harder than i thought it was going to be so five wrestlers that you would like to hang out with either for the day or night out on the town <clears throat> uh okay i'm going with Cassiano because he's sort of uh, like a notorious wrestling nerd and uh, <laughs> he has uh, I've heard like on more than one occasion that his like tape library is like next to level and I've heard on more than one occasion from more than one person that his like not only is his like tape collection like on super point but also his like merch collections on super point so <laughs> a He's a super wrestling nerd, so I want to talk sh- talk the show with him. Uh, B, you know, I would like to go through his collection and just be like, yo, can I get a copy of that? <laughs> can I borrow that? Can I get a copy of that? Plus, like, every time I see him, he's got, like, cool, like, like Japanese wrestling swag or some shit that he brought back, so I want to go through his shit and just be like, you know, maybe... <laughs> you just want to rob the guy. Yeah, I want to rob him, and uh, <laughs> I want to rob him of all shit that I don't have and then, you know, talk to, shoot a little shit with him. Uh, so, definitely Cash Jono. Um, <laughs> Ultraman is black because like the Venn diagram of dudes and well of people I didn't mean to gender that but like the Venn diagram of people who are into like punk and wrestling I feel like were those concentrics or were those circles like pass over each other like all those people like Ultraman is black he's sort of like one of those dudes who like all the people who are like into wrestling and all the people that are also into punk like have 
all the dudes have like man crushes on him. I feel like, and and that way that he's just like, I don't know. He just seems like a really cool dude. I just want to hang out with him. So <laughs> definitely Ultra Venus Black. Um, I'm going with Best Friends just because I think they're weird and funny. Um, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta because I don't know. Those dudes seem like they get up to some shit. <laughs> and uh, last, I'm probably gonna go with Stokely Hathaway just because I think like he's like funny too, and it seems like a, like one of those high energy dudes who just be like a good time. So is that five? Yeah. All right, that's what I'm going with. That's a good. That's a good choice. How about you, Tyler? Um, Colt Cabana. I think he would just have a lot of stories and just a lot of he would just talk wrestling in general. I think mm-hmm. he'd be a cool dude. Um John Gargano. I think he'll be a cool dude to talk to. Um he also probably has a lot of stories. Uh Matt Riddle. I was gonna say Matt Riddle too. Yeah. But he's cool as fuck to hang out with. You don't smoke weed, Tyler. <laughs> I bet he's just... You don't need to. He smokes it for him. Man, he's just... going to get contact high. Yeah. He's just... <laughs> he don't care who you are. He'll probably just like to hang out with anyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. This dude seemed really cool because we talked to him just, just shooting the shit for a little bit. But Fred Yehi seemed really cool. Um, I think that's four. There's another person I can't think of. Who else do I want to... I don't know. James Ellsworth. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> that might be pretty interesting because yeah. that's going from like small time wrestler to being on the big stage. I'm sure he would, he'd probably have some interesting stories as well. Um, first one that popped in my head uh, was Mark Henry. We, uh, when we got to interview him, we actually got cut off by the WWE official. And we were just having such a good time just going back and forth and talking wrestling that I think that he's a guy who has a lot of fun stories. And I would really like to pick his brain about the business as well. He seemed really cool. He yeah. was like, it, it didn't happen, but he was like, I would like to meet y'all. Yeah. That seemed really cool. Yeah. And that's one of the things. Like, I would love to just, like, we don't have to go out. We don't have to go do anything. Like, just come over for a barbecue. Let's, like, just hang out and sit on a patio or something or sit on a couch and just talk like i think that would i would spend most of my day just talking to the guy um another one i'd really like to talk to is daniel bryan um matt riddle i think that would be a lot of fun um i'm trying to think who else uh would be really cool to to just talk to um Hmm. I don't know. You guys, if y'all have any suggestions or anything, know, just start throwing out some names who y'all think would be cool to hang out with. Let's see. Um, mm. Mark Henry, hands down, would be the first person I'd want to hang out with. Plus, who's going to fuck with you with Mark Henry? No Mark shit. Henry. <laughs> Not a damn person on earth. Mark Henry seems like he'd be down to slap the shit out of somebody <laughs> if he needed to. Okay. <laughs> knowing, I know he has a busy ass schedule, and knowing that we all like play video games, how about Xavier Woods? See, I'd say mm. I like. I, I thought about Kenny Omega cause just because he's so like entrenched in like the fighting game scene now, and like that seems cool to me. That's a world I tried to get like more invested in over the past couple of years. Uh, I'd say Kenny Omega is a good a good choice, like an alternative for me. Yeah, I don't know. 
because I've always been fascinated. But there's the wrestling angle, obviously. But then on the flip side of that is he's really entrenched in the fighting game scene now, which is something I've just always been fascinated so, since I was a kid and just like going into arcades and seeing like huddles of people around like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat machines and just being like so enthralled and all that shit. Yeah. I'd probably say Finn Balor. I think he'd be really... some Legos. Huh? Gonna build some Legos? I am all down for that if he's into Legos. Hell he yeah. Is, he's way into Legos. Is he? Yeah, he yeah. is. Dude, we can go to Lego World and just go to town on his budget. Uh, on not his mine. budget. Not mine. I don't have a budget. Um, uh, maybe Cesaro. Cesaro did have that tweet about how he, like, he cleared out all those shrines in uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> And he plays uh, Clash Royale, so we can talk about that. 100% of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, mine would be Mark Henry, Daniel Bryan, uh, Matt Riddle, Finn Balor, and Cesaro. I think that'd be a pretty cool round table. Dude, I, I'm not joking. Like, the times we saw Matt Riddle that time in San Antonio. He was so I, cool. I wanted to fucking hang out with him, like, the whole time because just, he just seemed, like, cool as hell. Yeah. Stokely evaded me the whole weekend. Yeah, I was like, true. <laughs> I tried to talk to that dude about five times and I just couldn't get to him like any time. I don't know. Stokely, <laughs> holler at your boy. What's up? I did like the fact that most of those guys were very approachable. He wasn't a dick. Let me be clear because you're saying that he wasn't a dick to me. He just, I saw him and like I tried to like make a beeline to, to talk to him and mm-hmm. get a picture and stuff and I just never caught up to him. Yeah. But uh, he, he wasn't, wasn't like, he didn't like, you know, sorry, flake, kid. No, no pictures. Yeah, no. He, he, didn't, he didn't flake on me. Hang out with Jeff Cobb. Yeah, he was a cool dude. I just don't know. I don't know. Like with Henry, I know that I'd be able to have a cool conversation with him. Yeah, I don't know about Cobb. What well, about Batista, man? Come on, Batista. Ah, uh, I don't know. He I, like he likes Wu Tang. There is that picture <laughs> of him like in Mark Henry at the Wu Tang show. Did y'all see that? It was uh-uh. circulated a couple years ago. Batista's into Wu Tang. He's doing cool movie roles now. If I could add a sixth, it'd probably be Matt Stryker. It seems he seems like a guy who's got some stories to tell. That'd probably be a sixth if I if I could add one. No, 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 no. I just thought of someone. I just thought something I think would be cool because he's totally into comics and stuff. I thought it'd be cool. Uh, Christopher Daniels. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people into comics, but I mean, all the stuff in the interviews like I read about, they seem like a cool dude. Hmm. Cool stuff. All right. Well, thanks for the question. That was a lot of fun. Uh, let us know in the comments who you would like to hang out with. I think that'd be a really fun one. Well, Micah, you don't speak. Does Micah speak Japanese? I do not know. I don't think Okada is fluent in English, huh? I don't think yeah, so. Maybe a translator. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, let us know in the comments uh, yeah. what five people you would want to hang out with. Uh, if so you Michael, spend I, a day. Now I want to know if you speak Japanese, my man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let us know. Our friend Noah, there's two people he would like to hang out with. Gail Kim and Kevin Nash. That's it. Gail Kim and Gail Kim's <laughs> clone. <laughs> yeah. And the clone of Gail Kim's clone. Yeah. Kevin Nash and Diesel. Yeah. And Oz. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for us this week. Penny Vegas. Thank you for the uh, questions and all that. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, or our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsForce.com and WrestlingNewsForce.com on Facebook, or subscribe to our show on iTunes if you haven't yet done so uh, on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. 
Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, Stitcher Beyond Pie, Player.fm, <laughs> and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. You can follow them, us on Twitter, but that's my line. Uh, that's my line. <laughs> that's my line. Um, Let's see what follow- you got, big man. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. I'm going to kick it. At WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. And Tyler's at Tyler underscore Aber. There you go for the podcast crew. I'm Daniel Heron. Woo, I'm Tyler Aber. <laughs> I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. Uh,